Welcome to the Radical Self-Belief Podcast. I'm your host, Nikki Fogdenmore, the Mojo Maker, and this is your ultimate destination for candid, essential, inspiring advice to get you in the driver's seat of life. Discover exclusive leadership insights, plus proven practical tools and techniques to activate true conscious decision-making for extraordinary results. Reignite your vision, harness effortless energy as we guide you to truly be the CEO of your life as well as your business for absolute sustainable success. Hi guys, welcome back to Radical Self-Belief, the Mojo Maker podcast. I hope you've found your way to the new show links. Uh, If you've previously subscribed to the Mojo Maker show on iTunes, Spotify and everything else, you would have been subscribing to the white cover artwork. And now we're over at these links. However, it happened when we built a new website, we got transferred to a completely new setup, but I always think things happen for a reason. So welcome. If you haven't already, please leave a comment or review, like and subscribe. I'd love to have feedback as well. And let me know what questions and uh, topics you'd like to have discussed on the show. All about putting you in the driver's seat of life. Today's topic is a three-part series, and it's going to be on the business of mastering self or self-mastery, which is a booming industry from mindset to Gaia to Mind Valley to Dr. Joe Dispenza to Tony Robbins to Gary Vee to Lewis Howes to Brene Brown. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. There is more and more wonderful content than we can ever lay our hands on about getting into being present reducing stress, becoming more aware of our surroundings and our true, unbelievable, remarkable selves, and how to navigate away from the pain body, as Eckhart Tolle calls it, into thriving instead of striving. And my whole dedicated existence that is 24-7, pretty much in how I live, but also in my coaching, is showing you exactly how to do that. And probably I would say how to actually create before you consume. So how do you cement each brick and uh, foundation along the way before you race off and consume more content when you haven't really got the new foundations in place for uh, the credits of a positive mindset. And you have started to stop dining out and stop being attracted to toxicity and suffering and pain and past and blame, shame, and guilt, and actually get in the business of mastering self. So why the whole world has taken off on this phenomenon of putting us in a place of awareness and neuroplasticity and neuroscience and quantum work. Officially, I am a quantum coach. I have my own models and an own series. There's actually six levels of certification in the Mojo Maker Academy quantum decision-making course. Uh, And throughout the first book on it, which is Radical Self-Belief, I take you through level one pretty much of that. But today I want to talk to you about three core things on this show. Number one, there is no shortcut for self-mastery. Number two, you, you, the listener, are the only source of approval that you really need. And three, my whole rule is you must create before you consume. So you must create the new habits before you start to go off and try and consume new ones that will become a radical pill for you to swallow that suddenly everything is fixed. So let's just repeat that on today's show. I'm going to be talking to you about the fact there's no shortcut to self-mastery. You are your only source of approval and that you must create before you consume. Because if you master that, then you can actually start building a solid foundation where you don't have to go back and change anything because you actually are mastering self. And to kick it off, if you haven't listened to 
Thought Tinder, episode 149, or even episode 150, The Epidemic of Overwhelm, we're really so undernourished with realizing how incredible we are as individuals. And I will give you the Nikki analogy from the Nictionary. The Nictionary is my own private <laughs> set of quotes and mantras and sayings that I've you know made up over the years. But how I explain to people self-mastery is imagine the world's population or a community population or a family population is like a giant puzzle. And if we had soggy pieces of puzzles that don't really know, you know, who they are or what sort of shapes they stand for, but they just kind of sort of fit together, we don't have a strong and solid larger piece of the puzzle. We have bits and pieces that don't really fit together and bits that don't last. And that's often how we turn up in relationships. It's often how we turn up in our life. It's often how we go through psychology and counseling. We look at all the the soggy pieces of the puzzle, the bits that don't work so well, and we sit there. And we investigate those pieces and we go further and further down that track rather than realizing that the art of actual interdependence, strengthening our communities, our companies, our commerce, and our consciousness, big point there, that's why I paused, is actually the fact that we have to be strong pieces of the puzzle in our own right. We're all built with slightly different edges. We're all built with a slightly different construct to fit together beautifully with other pieces of the puzzle. Now, that's personal relationships, business relationships, energetic relationships. We're all connected anyway with energy. If you don't believe that, then you probably shouldn't be listening to my show because I am, in fact, a quantum coach. So the whole business of what I talk about is energy. But what I need you to remember is that you have to concentrate on being a strong piece of the puzzle, which means understanding all the different facets, all the different sides of who you are in the very best version of yourself. Not the ego, the the subconscious, the doing things out of blame, shame, fear, guilt, or avoidance, but actually understanding who you are, which is why mastering self has become such a big phenomenon at the moment. And I will say this, and I'll say this again, if everybody that was fabulous at business went off to sit on top of a hill and sold their Ferrari to become a Buddhist monk, would have no great people running the world's biggest empires. So it's my personal mission to work with fabulous leaders Those are the 10 clients that I work with a year that run multi-million dollar businesses because their vision and their values are of greatness and they're coming out of the shadows to realize their own gifts and superpowers that the largest amount of the world's wealth needs to be run by value-led, sincerely driven, beautiful humans. And if we keep running to the hills, all the beautiful people and doing all the self-mastery disconnected from anything, then who's going to be left to run the show, right? So You can't keep running to the hills every time you want to do self-work. So let me just talk to you about factor number one on this part series of the business of self-mastery. There is no shortcut. So with my clients, or I know with my one-on-one, we always work on cementing a solid foundation, just like you would build a really beautiful house. You don't rush the layers of bricks or concrete underneath the foundation. You make sure that's completely solid before you put the flooring on top, before you build anything else on top of it. But what we've got is we've got a lot of fake throughs. We've got a lot of great painted walls, but terrible foundations. So you can't sustain success if your foundation isn't solid and committed. So the fact that there's no shortcut to self-mastery, if you're truly on this journey of figuring out who you are and how freaking amazing you are, then there is no shortcut and you can't run from it either. (laughs) You know, it is once you've seen it, you can't unsee it. And then you're just on this journey, whether you like it or not. I can tell you, how many times I've just wanted to stop doing what I'm doing and pack grocery bags at the IGA. Uh, Ros White, if you're listening to this, 
But it's because sometimes we just want to opt out. God, I'm so sick of all this self-work and discovery. and But you have to change your attitude towards the mastery of self because it, in itself, it's a business. It's the business of you. It's the business of you stopping the whining about it and realizing how beautiful it is that you are stepping into being the most strongest, robust, excellent inflow person that you've ever met in your life. And it starts with you as well. So that initial relationship of self-mastery is going, before I consume 17 books on meditation, before I go and download 27 YouTube videos, before I buy every single self-help book out there, have I applied the basics of one of them? Have I applied checkpoint one in radical self-belief, understanding overwhelm before I want to skip through and then grab another book on seven habits of highly effective people or something? Until you've actually cemented and done the work, you're creating towers on quicksand. And we just can't build towers on quicksand. That's also in the book. So the, the whole point of this discussion is that life is a rally. And if you want to take shortcuts, you're going to end up without fuel, without information, without a navigator, and probably with a broken down vehicle. And then you'll have to start from scratch. So slow and steady wins the race. And understanding there's no shortcut to self-mastery. So be patient. But, you know, if you're working with a, a coach, uh, a business coach, a life coach, or, you know, for me with my clients, we cement the basics. We don't go from one to, to hero to zero back and forth all the time. We go, where do we need to focus on now? Has that element of self-mastery, has that element of financial, emotional, spiritual, and physical self-mastery cemented itself? So the foundation for the next level of learning, which is your learning, right? I'm just the navigator. Uh, can be put on place with a solid foundation. So that is, you know, eating your vegetables before you have your dessert. The second thing I want to predominantly talk about is the fact that you, the listener, uh, are your only source of approval. I mean, that's a very strange concept to get your head around, isn't it? From likes and validation, certificates, MBAs, degrees, teaching, parent-child maneuvers, uh, rewards, friendships, Facebook followers, the list could go on. But we're in an instant gratification society where if you're not on reality, reality TV, whether it's in your own mind or somewhere else, you're not getting the validation that you're enough and it's enough. And I can categorically tell you that there are some incredible individuals um, who earn more than you can ever imagine. And you won't find them on LinkedIn and you won't find them anywhere else because they're busy just doing the work. Artists, doctors, people that are solving world problems and they're just busy doing it. And I think we can get so distracted in the look at me syndrome, generation exhibition, I used to call it a lot in advertising that we forget, forgetting about the power of what are you really looking for? Because when I always say to my clients, they're like, oh yeah, I just feel like I'm not there yet. I'm like, where's there? Where is that? What does that look like? Because if you can't define what your idea of success, harmony, flow really looks like, then all you're doing is chasing the proverbial carrot of external validation, of public medals, of professional medals. When I know so many people that have had all of those things and when they come and work with me, it's about finding their internal approval system, which is far greater than any of that can provide, and which is really quite a beautiful process. And then herein lies your power and liberation to really unveil the gifts, the superpowers, the knowledge, and the incredible confidence that comes naturally when you're in flow. So 
you know, 101 of self-mastery is not just recognizing that there's no shortcut to self-mastery and not just recognizing that you are your only source of approval, but actually applying that understanding to slow yourself down, to remind yourself of why you're doing things and to keep connected with your own system of what is right and what is wrong, of your own system of what is passion and what is a duty, of your own system of knowing that you're doing the right thing all the time versus doing it just when people are watching, you know? So, so important because at any moment in time, all these algorithms of society, whether they're Facebook or Instagram or YouTube or LinkedIn or universities or constructs around us can decide by any given force that those measures don't exist anymore. And then what have you got? So we must have a robust internal validation system that is not required to have an external output, an external visual representation, an external light. So that brings us to point three, which is my number one rule in all my coaching. And something I've learned the hard way when I look back at two or three clients that I would say we haven't worked well together or they think that maybe they didn't get anything out of it, it was because I wasn't robust enough in the rule of create before you consume. So that is show up for yourself. Now, if you don't, if you're not prepared to do the first chapter or the first worksheet or the first bit of homework and really dedicate yourself to that becoming a habit, then how do you think you're going to get the results that you've put on your mood board or your vision board? They just become hope projects. So I think in society, we continually blame other people for not having results in our own work. But you must ask yourself, what have I created? What have I applied? What have I committed to? And how have I shown up? And then I can really say if it worked or not, you know, and I've got a great example of that. I've written three books. I've been doing what I've been doing for over 20 years. I was head trainer of Women's Health and Fitness Magazine for five or six. I've got hundreds of videos. I've written more content, I don't know, than a, a probably a blockbuster movie scriptwriter, but I would never market it. I would just sort of set it out there and hoffer on to another thing. And one of the biggest commitments I made to my team this year after my father passed away was doing a proper marketing plan about the book and about the course and about all this stuff. And actually committing to it rather than going, oh yeah, that sounds good. And then I'll just go and find something else to put in the way that avoided the ability for me to actually have to show up. The accountability for me to create the 90-day plan, the marketing plan, the connection with my customers, the key things that everybody does 101. And I was just really avoidant to that because I just wanted to keep coaching and keep quiet and hermit away. And my team kicked me out of that nest. They were like, no, you need to do this. So the old adage is, if you can't show up for yourself, how do you expect other people to show up for you? So you have to lead by example. And I think if you're over-consuming, you've got three books on the go, you're buying every single course out there, you've downloaded every podcast known to man on mindset, and you're still feeling anxious and, dis- and restless, then might I just add that you're doing it all wrong? And I will just give you a nugget of truth. Simplicity is the key. And please cement one new skill before you try and adopt, adapt, and create and consume something else. Um, Learn and discern and make that a habit and then move on. And then you never have to go back and retrain your brain and kind of worry about things. You actually have a solid foundation, a solid blueprint to build something remarkable on, not a house of cards, not a tower on quicksand. 
you've also got to check in with yourself with this whole business of self-mastery is I have to remind you, it's a very private, private job, this business of self-mastery. It's actually so personal that you'll be busy doing it without needing to announce it. And you'll know exactly what I'm talking about if you have done that and you're in the process of your ascension in this life. You don't have time to talk about it with other people because it's so confronting and all-consuming and fabulously deeply connecting to self that you've got to lead by example and practice what you preach. The moment you start coming out with a certificate on, I'm going to start mastering myself to other people, then you've already failed because you haven't even completed round one, which is humility of why not just get the job done a little bit for yourself first and know that great teachers are also great students. They learn from their surroundings, they learn from themselves. And that's one thing I love about my coaching is I feel just as much the student as much as the coach. And that ability to stay grounded and stay present and to really walk the talk, that sincerity, that authenticity, I think a lot of people don't trust that because it is so rare. But you must lead by example. The greatest way to show others what to do is to do it yourself. The greatest way to show others opportunities for growth and development is to be the living example of that consistently for more than a few weeks. And the other thing is we shouldn't be looking at losing weight, losing this, losing that. We should gain a kick-ass attitude. So the language you use in this society about reducing stress, overcoming depression, supporting each other in relationships, are you okay, having tough conversations, it needs to be leveled up to the point of what do we want to happen rather than what are we avoiding? What do we want to gain rather than what are we trying to lose? Because if you're constantly trying to lose yourself to gain a better version of yourself, then you're missing the whole point. And the beautiful thing about self-mastery is understanding all the facets of who you are, the where you used to make decisions from, why, potentially going deep into neuroplasticity around patterns and programming, avoidant attachments, uh, recognition, validation, lack, and your inability to receive or overgive you know, all those types of things, whether or not you're coming from a codependent programming versus a fiercely independent programming, which is just as bad in itself because we all can coexist together. You do not have to lose yourself to be with another. You do not have to lose your value to be part of another project. And that cannibalization of self has come from an inability to understand who we are and how we can show up. So in this first part of the business of mastering self, I wanted to introduce you to the three core pillars of actually what it means to truly do that, to truly commit to that. Not because you're going to put 17 Instagram quotes up about self-mastery and not because you're suddenly going to walk around the house in robes and wear beads all day, but because if you do want to do that, that's fine too, by the way. But it's the understanding that this is a deeply personal, committed, personal MBA. It's the mastery of personal ascension right? That is really what I call it. It's the MPA, Mastery of Personal Ascension. And that mastery of business of self is what will catapult you into being the very best version of yourself, not only for you, but for others around you. And you don't need to announce it and you don't need to have knee-jerk reactions because what is done for you in the highest good will be the highest good for everybody else. You can't control everything and that's part of it all. So let me just recap in the first phase of understanding the business of what you're buying into when you go on the journey of self-mastery as a leader, as an eternal 
consumer and curious person about how you can evolve, you know, fantastic. But my first reminder is number one, there is no shortcut to self-mastery. And therein lies the value of deep work, of humility, intelligence, investigation, and curiosity. Number two, you, listener, fabulous listener, wherever you are, you are your only source of approval that is required. And the way that that is congruent is when you sit in your truth, not pretending that you're your source of approval where you are faking it, but because you feel calm, replete, aligned, and associated with self. And the third thing that I would like to remind you on this very first phase of the business of mastering self is create before you consume. From the Nictionary, that one, create before you consume. If you want to have a copy of the Nictionary, uh, which has a couple of famous quotes in it, like, do not look a gift horse in the ass. Yes, that's true. I did say that once on stage in front of about 5,000 people. Uh, So that has stuck with me, that one. I think it's because I learned Dutch a while back, so sometimes I have these funny ways of putting words in front of each other. One of my favorite Dutch expressions is helaas pindakaas, which means, unfortunately, peanut butter. So if you'd like a copy of my Nictionary, please leave me a comment uh, or go on to nickyfogdenmore.com, my website, and go and leave me a comment in the contact section or go on to Instagram um, or any of the iTunes reviews or wherever you can find me and Fogdemore on socials or on YouTube and just go, Nikki, send me a copy of the Nictionary. It sounds awesome. I want one. And then we'll get it over to you. But in the meantime, as you're listening to this and I'm babbling on about expressions, uh, I want to remind you that life is an experience. It's, it's not out of a jar. And if you're doing coaching or you're reading a book or you're on this journey, then don't just tick boxes, but ask yourself, Am I truly aware there is no shortcut to self-mastery? Am I truly in understanding that I am the only source of approval? Uh, If you want to get religious about it uh, or universal about it, they've said that in a a law, L-O-R-E, the head of God was placed inside of man because it's the last place he would look. And so true is that comment. However you want to revere your universal God or whoever rules for you, If you do have that or not, it doesn't matter. It's about source. And source is something we're all connected to. Uh, How you identify with source is your personal journey. And thirdly, create before you consume. You know, instead of constantly trying to look for what I call the magic pill, the tic-tac moment where you're at an event, where you're listening to something and you're like, that person's changed my life. And then you're not prepared to follow through on the particulars of living that then you won't get anywhere and you'll just have a fake through, not a breakthrough, Uh, something I'll be talking about on number two of the business of self-mastery. So I hope this helps set the scene a little bit in our 20-odd minutes together today to remind you that self-mastery is the most beautiful business project you're ever going to have to embark on. It is so rewarding. It's unbelievable. It's a shame we don't get taught more about this at school, but that is the school of life that you are your only source of approval and understanding that in itself is a beautiful discovery. It's liberating and quite exciting. And create before you consume. You know, what have you committed to for yourself before you keep going consuming quotes and books and everything else? Of course, buy my book, you know, Radical Self-Belief. It's on my website, Nikki Fogden Moore, but only because if this resonates, this no BS, no hope project straight down the line, how to of all the things that inspire you, then you and I are going to get on fabulously because that's what it's all about and the masterclass and the online course. So if you want more information on that, head over to nickyfogdenmore.com 
Congratulations on finding the new Radical Self-Belief, the Mojo Maker podcast. With its yellow artwork cover, helping to inspire and put you in the driver's seat of life, giving you the tools to define and design on whatever is going to create the happiness and ascension for you for sustainable success. I'm your host, Nikki Fogden-Moore, recording this from the Sunshine Coast in Australia. While the world is upside down, I hope we can give you a moment of feeling the right side up. And I encourage you to come and join my Monday Mojos on the blog. It's on the website. Sign up, get some free worksheets as well. And please reach out. This is a show not to talk at you, but to talk with you and to talk for some of the comments and things that we are navigating in today's rally of life. I truly hope you've enjoyed today's episode. Like, subscribe, comment, and leave a review. And you can grab all my books, Vitality, Fitpreneur, and Radical Self-Belief on my website. Use podcast 10 for 10% off anything on store. Until next time, you stay healthy, wealthy, and wise. Thank you so much for showing up, for turning up, and for tuning in to Radical Self-Belief the Mojo Maker podcast. Until next time, I'll catch you later. Bye. Well, thank you so much for joining, listening and engaging in Radical Self-Belief, the Mojo Maker podcast. Drop me a like, share and subscribe to Nikki Fogden-Moore on YouTube as well as across all the podcast channels and my website, NikkiFogdenMoore.com for Monday Mojo exclusive emails from me each week. And don't forget to use the code PODCAST10 for 10% off any of my books when you shop online at NikkiFogdenMoore.com. Until next time, you stay healthy, wealthy, and wise. And remember, you are in the driver's seat of life. <laughs>